at a stage that I knew how to be in his presence. I was not at a stage that I believed that I was blameless because I was before him. I didn't know, I did not understand that. If there's anything I can get everybody to leave today is that you, the moment you get up and you start worshiping God, you've just entered into the position of blameless because that's what pleases Lot. My body, I know this is good message. It, it, we are blameless. I want everybody to know we, everybody in here is a worshiper. So that means when you enter in that place, you are blameless. When we step out and we let the enemy speak to us, we start the integration that we did have starts tearing away. Come on. We don't want the kingdom torn from us. We want it in our fiber. The presence goes with us every time we conquer the enemy. That's what I love about Tierra's story. When Tierra said, when she figured out what did she had to die to this season, she got it. Materialism, buying things. Because buying things made everything out of order. So she has a season that she's not to buy anything for herself. All she has to do is worship God and he's going to show himself how much she loves her. Even when she was tempted to, nothing was available. It couldn't be available. She could have put, she could have ordered, you know, a million things. And that day she was going to get an email because she was in his presence and she was blameless. But how much did the enemy think? Oh, I sat there and I shopped online and I picked my card of things. The enemy was, do you know what I mean? And she clicked buy. Do you know what I'm saying? Hey, the enemy, but she has to pass the test so that there's a level of presence that will go with Tierra now because she passed the test and she's still passing it because she knows, hey, the tempter's now coming and giving her money so she can go by, but she's saying, I like that. She's holding it for God in God's presence. And then here people start giving her nice clothes. Come on, do you get what I'm saying? See, God needs to show us how perfect and complete, lacking nothing, what he has for you, not because of what you want, because of what you need. Tierra needs to know he wants to dress her. Tierra doesn't need to go dress herself. She wants to know I am going to dress her. She is blameless before my sight. Although she's beating herself up. I pressed by. I did this. I had the thought. All she did was start mustering, and then the moment we start thinking about that, we're losing his presence. We're losing that integration. Something, I'm, oh. when I say he wants to dress us, that's so, that's so deep, because he wants us to wear him every day. And see, he is going to raise up his body, so no body part is lacking nothing. So there is nothing, there is no disease. There is no debt. There is nothing that's not going to stop his people. All right. So we're going, to, we're going to study the conduct a little bit. Remember, and take time as you meditate in your time asking God, who is accepted by God? They, everyone that was accepted by God, Abraham, Noah, Jesus was accepted. You know, I love it. Paul who murdered Christians, you know? These people were all stamped approved. And they all, I'm telling you, and they all knew that they were not, they were not worthy of, they, they were not worthy of disapproval by God. 
That means they hit a part in their relationship that no matter what God asked them to do, they knew that they were not worthy. I love it. Keyword, not worthy of disapproval by God. Come on. Abraham hears a voice and says, go kill your son. He didn't bother him. He started preparing his son to go kill him on the altar because he knew that he was not worthy of disapproval by God. He already knew he had God's approval. And even though what God was asking him would not give the approval of man, he already knew he had his approval and he trusted his God. See, talk about that. That happened at the end of his relationship. Come on. Imagine how he felt when he was said he would be the father of nations. And Sarah says, now sleep with Hagar and have a baby. Okay. What was he doing? Going back and forth. Okay. I could have a baby and maybe this is the baby. Sarah's and my wife has given me up to the affair. You know, <laughs> what can be wrong about that? <laughs> you know, and she's still going to stay married to me. Right. All right. I mean, that's how my brain works. Like, I, I don't know any woman that could do that. I couldn't do that. Could you? No. Sarah had to be, Sarah had to be really desperate. Okay. At that time, because Sarah did not know that she had God's approval. See, when we're not worthy and we think we're not worthy of his approval and we're not blameless before him, we start creating our own answer. We start creating our own answer. Not worthy of disapproval by God. There's a level. I'm telling you, you kick on overdrive when you know you have his approval. And God, and you are being asked to do something. I have watched it. I have grown up. I'm, I, I am watching Gene. He can, he can throw a pass in a football game, right? I mean, I'm talking about in the game of business. And you're like, what? And I'm telling you, he doesn't worry what that outcome's going to be. Because he knows whose approval he has. And that is God's approval. We can throw the pass. I'm telling you, come on, let's just. Sarah threw the pass and said, take the woman, have a baby. But then Sarah also made the call, get rid of her too. Okay. And because she learned who she was, it wasn't about hurting. Come on. I remember the first time I read that in my flesh, I was like, I'm not sure I really like Abraham. How can you do that? And a boy just get, here's a jug of water, go out and walk in the desert. I mean, that is heartbreaking, but see, he wasn't working for their approval. He had already gotten into a place where he knew he did not. He had God's full approval because he walked with God. He walked. He was before him in his presence and God knew he had to mature him. So come on. When I look at the process chart there, the victory, the spotless bride is the one who knows I'm going for God's approval, not my wife's. Not my husband, not who I'm going to marry, not who my boss is. But see, God is still going to process us with respect. I'm telling you, when you get called in here, I, I always tell people, their leadership is put in place to advance you. Period. Not to be above you. And I'm telling you, when God gave me that revelation many years ago, because people, you know, everybody wants a title. Everybody wants a position. But you're not to, all we're supposed to be. The one title we want is to be 
blameless before God. The title we want is to please him. Okay. And the first step, that's just worshiping him in his presence. You know what I mean? And then being able to receive his instruction so that you can be integrated with him in a plan. You don't have to know the outcome. That's why the just walk by faith. We don't have to know the whole, we don't have to know the end before the beginning. But I can tell you now that we live in the dispensation of grace. Jesus came and he already says he came to what? Perfect and complete. That means each and every one of us is going to hit. Lacking nothing is knowing you're blameless before God. Lacking nothing is knowing you are approved and you, you are stamped approved. I need you. We need to start getting that is glory thinking. That is a glory mindset. Okay. Please put up Thessalonians chapter two, verse 10. Now, first that Thessalonians, thank you. Cause I am going to do a second one Two verse 10. Now I want to remind everybody here. This is so good. I sometimes don't even know where I want to go because it's my thought process. It's just, I mean, I could not think like I do. I'm telling you, it is Jesus Christ in my soul because I could not, if you guys knew me before, I could not think like I think now because I'm not the one doing the thinking. I, it's like, I can be talking. I woke up in the middle of the one night and my lips were burning so bad. And all it was, was God telling me everything he wanted me to say for the day. You ever have that experience? I'm, I'm, I just, I woke up, my lip, my tongue, everything is burning, and I'm hearing everything that's going to be said for the day. I mean, it's happened more than once. And it's like, then it's like, I'm not even thinking anymore. It's not my thinking. It's his thinking. And he just backs it up with scripture. And then he, it's, a, it's just a relationship with Christ is so good because he uses each of us differently. Do you know what I mean? But he wants everybody's vocal cord. I am telling you, he wants everybody's tongue. He wants everybody's lips. And he wants them pure. He wants them pure. All right. We are all called into a kingdom. All right. And we are also called into a, into a kingdom and glory. So we're going to break this down. Because when Jesus came, he called us the kingdom of God happened when Jesus landed on the earth. So the kingdom is not now. It's not tomorrow. The kingdom is now. It's not tomorrow. When you came in this door, your day was now. Okay. We're in a dispensation that it's not just about living in the kingdom. Now it's about walking in the glory. Okay. You know you're approved by God and you are blameless when you worship him because he's trying to get your mindset to be glorified. You accept him, you are justified. And now you become a liver walking by faith. But then Jesus come and he sanctifies and he enters the kingdom in your soul. Okay? But then there's a time we will walk glorified in the fullness of his presence, blameless, just like Abraham did, even though he's taking his son up to go kill him on the altar. That means... To know you know you are approved by God. He's going to ask you to do something. And I'm going to tell you it's going to make no sense. But you've got to keep walking it out. And that's no when you are walking glorified. Because it doesn't bother you. Do you know what I mean? Hey, when Gene and I were on these opposite levels, I'd be like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm thinking, what am I doing giving him money? You know? I mean, but 
when you're in a glorified mindset, Gene kept saying this and it kind of really hit me, a glorified mind, the glory mindset. The church still lives in the church mindset. We're trying to get them into the kingdom mindset, which knowing Jesus has got to sanctify their soul. But this ministry is trying to get everybody into the glory mindset where you know, you know, you know. And I'm telling it, and you are humbled in that position because you just, hey, Abraham didn't blab his mouth off. Hey, I got to kill, I got to kill Isaac on the altar. He just quietly prepared himself, quietly took his son with him. He felt no need to coach his son. Hey, like when you see me pull out the knife, don't scream. You know, come on. How many times do we want to baby somebody? I am guilty of that. When I see somebody go through the process, I used to want to run to them. Let me just tell you, you're going to make it. But if I gave them the answer before they experienced it, then I actually hurt them. I had to ask God for forgiveness. I mean that, you know, sometimes we get overzealous to do the call of God. 1 Thessalonians 2.10 says, we're speaking to you. You are what? witnesses and God also because he's a witness okay he wants us it's so important for us witnessing is not knocking on the door and saving a soul okay witness is being changed from the justified to a sanctified to a glorified mindset it says how devotely how justly and how and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believe. Now, this is Paul saying this. Paul is saying this to the Thessalonians, saying, you are witnesses as God also, meaning he sees everything. We can't hide anything from God. To be blameless, we're not what? You are not hiding anything with God. How devotely, justly, blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believed. That's not saying they behave themselves because they were so perfect as the world saw perfect. We can read this verse and we could be thinking, oh, he's telling them how to be perfect. But he's not. He's saying, when you see that word blameless and you see that word devout and you see that word justify, we are hitting all the levels of fidelity in which we behave ourselves among you who believe. That means they did everything that pleased God for the Thessalonians. Not what they wanted, but what they needed to see. And God, by the Spirit, showed Paul how to be. Go to the next verse. Number 11, 211. You got it? <coughs> it says, as you know how we exhorted, how we comforted and changed and charged, I'm sorry, every one of you as a father does his own children. Okay. <coughs> Paul is a man of conduct, of good, godly conduct. He was devoted. He walked blameless. He was justified by Christ. It's because as you know, we exhorted, we comforted, and he thought of them like a father. What is a father? A father someone who is concerned about your outcome. A father doesn't let a little kid run in the street. They go and they do what? Grab him at all costs. Okay? It's an instinct. When we walk blameless before God, 
He wants us to get to a point where it's an instinct. Because every man in here, every man in here, God wants to get into be a father to another. Every woman in here, God wants us to feed. Women nurture children. Okay? That's part. God uses us like that to feed and to nurture. Go ahead to the next verse, 12. That's how much God loves us. He actually, there are people in the Bible that God processed to be approved by him to take care of our concerns, to feed us, to tend to us. It says that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into his own what? Kingdom. And that means it's two different mindsets. It's not just the kingdom glory. It's kingdom and glory. Right. Here we go. Ready? I love that chart. First row. The first row, born again, working out salvation. You are justified in Christ. That means on the first row, you agree that you have submitted your life to Christ. And that, oh, the cloud of his glory. How many people have heard the cloud of his glory? Okay, I went, I'm, I'm telling, I had a dream about this last night after teaching um, Spock's class. The cloud of his glory. The moment you accept Christ in your heart, God, you are covered by the cloud. When he took the people out of bondage, they followed the what? Okay, get this. So I'm, I'm breaking this up, how we grow up. The moment you accept Christ in your heart, you may not have your soul renewed. But there are angels already following you. You got a little cloud following you. And he is preserving the time for you to be converted into the kingdom of God. Okay, so we go to church. It even says in Thessalonians in another chapter, it says that we're all born into an assembly of God. We're actually all born into a belief of a God. Because we were created by God. So think about this. You accept Christ in your heart, the first row. Look at all the darkness around them. <clears throat> the cloud is above them. It's around them, but it's not in them. They're not doing anything with the cloud. Okay, second row is now when you know that God loves you and you know you have to be seeking the purpose of your life, you're entering into his kingdom. What is the kingdom that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom? You just don't get saved and sit there. You got to actually now get what? You got to now come into the kingdom. And if you're called, you are already established to do a work. Okay, so now this is what you're doing. If you are now called into his kingdom, you are sanctified by his grace, which means you're walking before him. How do you know you're walking before him? You worship him. Come on, when we get saved, you can be excited about Jesus, but doesn't mean you get up and worship him every morning. I didn't know I was supposed to worship him. You know what I mean? I thought worship just means I love you. I cherish you. Keep me warm. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, but now when you get sanctified and converted, you now got pulled into not just the church mindset of believing in Jesus. Now you're in the kingdom. That means you're walking before him. You're learning to worship him. You're working out your salvation one step at a time. And guess what? You're not agreeing to submit to him now. You are learning how to submit to him. 
You are learning how to submit to him. And guess what happens? I love this. Now the cloud of your spirit starts to invade your soul. Okay? The invading of the cloud, which is the start of the process of holiness. Blameless of God is not you becoming so perfect that you're already holy and then you go do the work. You're blameless the moment you go before his presence. And you allow him to work the process and you allow the cloud to now possess the soul. Now, I'm telling you, the only way you can do that is by worship. I'm telling you, I started worshiping. I jumped two rows after I heard that repentment just changed my mind. Okay. Changed my mind to learn how to submit. So now I'm being sanctified, holy, set apart for the master's use. Okay. So it's a hit and miss thing, but I'm still blameless because I'm before him. He, I'm still worthy. He has an, and every step of the way, he has a new approval stamp on you. Like you're approved by God, but now I'm going to approve you to do this. Now I'm going to approve you to do that. That's why when people come in here, they got to surrender everything, everything they thought they did because it doesn't work here because if it's not sanctified, it's not purified and it's not able to enter the glory. So now, this is so awesome. Your, the glory cloud starts to invade you. How do you know that's happening? You're worshiping. I don't know if anybody's experienced this yet. You're worshiping. You're worshiping. Oh, my gosh. And you feel the lift. And all of your sudden, your head gets dizzy and you want to pass out. How many people have hit that? Okay. That is a glory cloud invasion because there is a level that your mind can, it's like a buzz on drugs. I am telling you. And you're like, what is this? You feel like you get sick, pass out. That's the deliverance. When the cloud starts to get sanctified, hey, when your soul got sanctified and you're agreeing to learn to submit, you've just opened up the cloud. Now it's like, can you think of a cloud just starting to fill the compartments of the soul? And the cloud, look at this like the cloud. And it starts to fill your intellect, your will and choice, your emotions. But guess what? It can't leak out. It's like approved. All the doors are shut. And it cannot leave the soul. The measure you gain, you can't get rid of if you're stamped approved. When you're approved, you are approved. You get the keys to the car. <laughs> when you get approval for something, it's a done deal. Come on. How many does it feel when you know that approval? I got the grade to pass the class. I got this. Okay. That means somewhere. There was a true integrated oneness in the understanding of something to go to the next level. So think about sanctification. We start worshiping. We're allowing the glory cloud to build in our soul, pushing out the darkness and getting your mind to learn to submit and hear his voice. So it's so beautiful. It's the process of wholeness. Can you please put up verse Thessalonian. I'm going to tell you what holiness means. 313, please. 313. This is so good. Isn't this good? Do you join this? Oh, I'm sorry. First uh, Thessalonians 313. I'm sorry. First Thessalonians 313. 313. I'm going to get I'm going to talk to you about now holiness. We think holiness and blameless are the same thing sometimes, don't we? It's not. I'm cutting that thought down. Blameless is when you become before him, 
and you walk with him. Okay. Now he's trying to get that glory cloud not to follow you. He's trying to get it integrated into your soul. It says, so that he may establish your what? Hearts what? Blameless. In what? Holiness before our God and our Father at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Okay, boys and girls. You know how we say it's their fault. We all need to start looking at each other like they are blameless, whether they're seeking God. Part of the purity of our souls when we can look at everybody knowing God wants everybody to be in that same place. It's the ultimate. He may establish. He called you in the last verse into his kingdom. So he can establish your heart blameless. How do you know your heart's blameless? You come in here and you start worshiping him. You don't care how your day is. You don't care how you messed up. You come before him and you start worshiping the father. That is blameless. And then as you allow the cloud to come into your soul, he is going to make you holy before God. That means keep pressing in. When the word goes forth, it separates the soul and the spirit, integrating it together so you can not only become blameless before God, but holy before him as he is holy. It says, our God and Father at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here, I'm going to hit something deep here. Before there is a coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He cannot come if we're not a glorified body. I'm getting deeper here. Go to 2 Thessalonians. Hold on. 2-3. Ah, this is so good. There is a coming of Jesus Christ to the glorified bride. Not the sanctified bride. Not the justified bride. The glorified bride. The one who is now has become holy before him. Not just blameless but holy. All right. For our Lord Jesus with all his saints. That means everybody has this second Thessalonians two, three. Now I'm going to sh- second Thessalonians two, two, three. I know I keep saying it. Second Thessalonians two, three. I know. Hey, he's being a concerned father right there. He's doing good. No, seriously. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day, the day when the Lord Jesus is coming, will not come. He won't come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is what? Revealed the son of perdition. Next verse. Next verse, Carl. Oh, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Okay, Jesus doesn't come back until there's a glorified bride. That means a glorified mindset. But guess what? Go back to verse two. I mean, two, three. 
the glorified, the, he does not come back until, do not be deceived, until there is a falling away that comes first. Praise God. Everybody in here, you step on that door. Praise God, because you're about to experience a what? A falling away. How many people are suffering? Come on, right? How many people are like, I'm in turmoil. I have a challenge. I have a conflict. Good, good. Because we're not just calling you into the kingdom, okay? We're trying to get you into a glorified state. We are the stewards. This is a ministry that's responsible for calling the path of death, the path that's going to bring the falling away. We, I'm tell, uh, it's so powerful because it's a process to become holeless, but you're already blameless because you're working through it with him. You're coming before him. You're walking with him. Come on. Let the falling away happen. What? Darkness in your soul. Behavior in your conduct. Everything that you think that doesn't make you blameless. Right? Everything that say, you say, I'm unworthy. I am this. I want everybody to get it right in their mind. The moment you are justified by Christ and you start to worship him to sanctify your soul, you're blameless. I love you. Right? But guess what? Y'all got a falling away that's got to happen. And I am here with a sword to help you cut it. You know what I mean? And the sword is working the word. Okay? Because the word comes in. It does what? Like a two-edged sword piercing the division between the what? The soul and the spirit. And it says it does it evenly. It says even between the soul and the spirit. So that means he separates it now to process it back into the glorified state. Because Jesus cannot come back because he calls us to his kingdom and his what? Glory. So now there's two steps to this. Okay? We're called into Christ and justified by faith. And we are saved. But now we've got to be sanctified, recognizing we're blameless. Keep going on. The falling away has to come. Do not be deceived. Don't think somebody walked in here and has it easier than you. I am, do not think that. All right? Because everybody's got to go through their own battle. So everybody has to, I'm saying, the invasion of the glory cloud in the soul, I'm telling you, starts pushing out. The darkness, don't be deceived. There has to be the falling away first before you can ever experience certain things. One baby step at a time. And then God's going to give you what you need, not what you want, because you don't even know what you want, because what you want is really, what you need is really what you want. Serious. All right. So remember, sanctified <coughs> by grace is his kingdom. That's today. That's now. That's every day. Every day something can be fallen away. Every day you can put yourself before him. Every day you are blameless. But he's trying to get you to holiness. Now I want to read you the definition of holy. Holiness. Holiness, I love this. It starts off the process. <laughs> that means nobody becomes holy in a day. All right? Don't come in here and tell you, Lee, I'm holy today. Right, you're, you're gaining holiness. You're a process in work. But I'll tell you that you are what? Blameless. If you come in here and you're worshiping, I'm going to say I love you because you're blameless. 
We're, we're coming together. You know what I mean? Because he wants somebody who's going to work with him. Okay, the process, quality, and condition of a holy disposition, and the quality of holiness in personal conduct. This is so cool. Okay, holiness, the process, the quality, the condition, condition of a holy disposition, and the quality of holiness in personal conduct. The process, the quality, the condition of a holy disposition. The quality of holiness in a personal conduct, which is what we're talking about. Knowing that you're blameless is a personal conduct, a knowledge of what you know. You know what I mean? Holiness is about the process. It's about the process. Okay. Holiness It is the principle that separates the believer from the world. Holiness, actually, the moment you recognize you are blameless, you are worshiping, you allow him to process your soul through the sanctification of his grace, Jesus. Oh my gosh. You actually start becoming separated from the world. That means you live in this world, but you are not of this world. It's a holiness is the principle we're growing into. So we can have a glory. So we can not just be called into the kingdom. We can also be called into the glory. I'm telling you, God consecrates us. It's a service that's both in our soul and it's our body. And he is trying to find fulfillment in our dedication to this life commitment. So we want to commit. I love it. It causes every holiness causes every component of our character. To stand God's inspection and meet his approval. Every time God calls us to another step of holiness, we are one more step to a glorified mindset. And in that mindset, he's saying, you're approved. You're approved. Think about how in the spirit, it's like calling out. Jesus looks to the father. He says, hey, he's approved. Jesus said, approved. I mean, the father says approved and boom. Something changes in your life. Do you know what I mean? What changes? The measure of his presence. What does that mean? The measure of his power. What does that mean? Doing what you're, you'll do what he asked you to do. It took grace and it took favor for Isaac to carry his son up on that altar and not to know he was not approved by God. But before he did it, God said, put it down. And what did he say? You are approved. He said that now you, I know you really live by faith. You really have faith in me. Everybody is constantly being tested to the glorified mindset. Now, get this. Let's talk about the glory. All right, so now we're on the bottom row of that chart. If you look on the second row, the sanctified mind, you don't have dark clouds in you. You have bright clouds following you. Because inside, your soul is starting to be integrated with the glory cloud. Only the glory cloud can push out the darkness. I'm telling you, the light comes from the inside out. I'm telling you, it comes, and I'm telling you, and when he's ready to meet you, and he wants to invade, it's because you've already done some falling away. Do not be deceived. Nobody, man, nobody experiences that kind of invasion. If there already hasn't been the falling away for your season, death, burial, and resurrection, your resurrection is the meeting of the glory. 
Okay, you're glorified. How are you glorified? By his presence to walk with him in the presence. You are whole. You are integrated. You are submerged. And the cloud of his glory is not just in your soul. It is meeting. It is everything. Come on. Have you ever walked into a fog? And when you're in the fog that you see, do you know what I mean? And then you're driving in the fog and you can only see so long, but you keep what? Driving 60 miles an hour? Okay, you are seriously in the, you have a glorified mindset. If you can think when you wake up every morning, you have the glory and you don't know what your next call is going to be. You know, when you're driving that road, you can drive 60 miles an hour, but when the fog is, you might be driving 40, right? But you're still moving forward. When we have a glorified mindset, we get up every day. We come before God. We worship God, but the cloud is in us and it is around us. And we move not worrying what we see. We're in the cloud. We're in the cloud. We're not just following the cloud. When we're saved, he gives, there's a cloud, but we don't know we're even connected to it. But when we get it integrated in the soul, we actually can walk with, the, with our soul invaded with the glory and walking in the cloud around us. And we can be told what to do and we're just going to do it without hesitation because we're going to know we're what? Approved. But the biggest struggle we have with the falling away is everybody saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. But he never wanted us. That word blameless, doesn't that have a high call on it? Because blameless means to be perfect. And in the world, you are blameless. That means you weren't wrong. How many times do we defense ourselves trying to fight to be right? And, and he does not even care. Because if you're blameless before him, he, he already says, I already have approved you. Now grow in this holiness and let me sanctify you. Because I'm going to be telling you to do some things that people are going to tell you that you're wrong. But I'm telling you, you are right. And you got to know, you know, you know, you are blameless. Come on. How could Jesus stand on that cross, not say a word, not take every hit and not know that he wasn't blameless before God? He didn't defend himself. Even when Pilate asked him, what is truth? You know, and he's like thinking you're looking at it, right? Because I am blameless before God. No, <laughs> I'm being cute. I mean, but he had to sit there and not defend himself. How do you know you have a glorified mind? I'm telling you, women, men, boys, girls, beautiful spirit beings sitting in this place, you do not defend yourself. I am telling you, you do not defend yourself, but you can never get there until you pass the, pass the test. That means, you know what the test means? You're in the glory cloud and you don't know when the test is coming. You're driving on the highway. You don't know the test is coming. I came into work one day. Gene asked me to go do this walkthrough. And I didn't know this was happening for the day. And this man is really angry. And he almost pushed me down the stairs. And the whole time, I am taking it. I am taking it. And I'm telling you, I had the peace. I didn't know I was walking into it. And I knew this guy wanted to push me down the stairs. You could feel it. But I just stood there. I said nothing. But I'm telling you, everything he was saying could really have sounded like we did everything wrong. You know how people can build it up? And you start questioning if you're wrong. How, how many people in here 
have know that they weren't wrong. But then somebody's argument was so good, you started convincing yourself you were wrong. I'm telling you. And, but you see, this is the beautiful thing about Jesus Christ. He died for our sin. So that means when we come before him, we have to come before him blameless, knowing he sees us whole and integrated with him. And he has forgiven us of our sin. We can't keep dialing up our past. We can't do it or we cannot walk with him. And we are not really becoming before him because we've already decided ourselves as guilty. We have already decided ourselves as condemned. And then we miss the sanctification, the falling away that needed to happen to step into the glory. How many people want to step into the glory? Stepping in the glory has that total trust. The purpose is to bring in the harvest. Man, I'm going to be doing a teaching. I, I haven't even told the gene on this. This is deep. I was telling it to Carl the other day and Mamie. Do you know what's so awesome? We weren't born to be sowers. We're born to sow because that's the kingdom. But we're born to be reapers. Because you have to reap a harvest that was already sown. We are called to be reapers in a harvest we did not sow. Jesus already sowed. We're called to bring it in. Ah! How many people can really receive? Because when you can really receive in a glorified mind, you're not a sower, you're a reaper. Uh, and that's a whole other teaching. I have those notes. But I was like, as I'm writing this, and I was like, I never thought of my, I, I, I say we live in the kingdom of God. I even taught this, a kingdom of sowing and reaping, not buying and selling. And then I was just like, you're a reaper. I just kept hearing, you're a reaper. That doesn't even sound good in the Halloween time set, right? You know? But I'm like, I'm a reaper, right? You know? And he goes, everybody who gets to that place is a reaper of the harvest. We're, we're being developed to be reapers of a great harvest that he already died for. And it is the treasure that we build up in heaven. But you cannot do it Unless you have, don't be deceived. If you have not gone through the sanctified mind and the falling away, you will not see the coming of Christ. I need everybody in here to be purified virgins in the soul. Do you know what I'm saying? And in their mindset and their holiness. Because you will know when he is coming. Because you allowed the falling away to happen now. So we can be the reapers of his harvest. Oh, don't you feel it? Hey, it takes lots of testing, but I want you to take time. Look at those people who've been called approved by God. Come on, Noah. Hey, build a big ark. I'm going to flood the world, right? He didn't tell him what he was going to do. He just told him to do something. That is a man who walked with God because everybody laughed at him for building that. Come on. How many people want to go build a shed bigger than your house out in your backyard, right? And yeah, God's telling me to do it as you're hammering in the nail, right? Okay. Go to Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, and we're going to finish up. One, I hope you enjoyed this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. I want to just read uh, verse 1, 2, 1. <coughs> All right. This is so beautiful. It says, for you yourselves know, brethren, we're all bodies together, that our coming to you was not in vain. 
Now, I love this first verse. We're going to read the next couple, but anytime it's time for God's appointed time that he wants to integrate and become integrated with you as one, whatever happens to you is not in vain because the falling away can be a painful experience, the first go-round. But as you get used to his ways, he knows when he's ready to remove something and to move you forward. But the, the people that are called to be the cloud around you, to bring you into his kingdom and his glory, don't think that they're doing anything, they, they're not doing it in vain. They're not doing it to hurt you. They're not doing it. Because there's going to be, there's uncomfortable times. I know it. I exist. I, I had to be partners with the man to be sanctified. You know what I mean? I had to be partners with C.E. Hall. That's how God kept me stable, not, not coming back. Because see, God knows what I needed. He didn't care if I was a good broker to be a partner with him in that company. He just knew Lee was going to need to have a piece of paper with her name signed so she wouldn't go run away from her assignment. See, God knew what I needed, not because I was the best person for the job. He knew what I needed to keep me where I needed to be so he could get me where I needed to be. But he wasn't doing it in vain. There's some things I went through, and sometimes you think, this is so vain. Like, what's the purpose? But he's not doing it in vain. So remember, when people are called to bring you into the kingdom and into his glory, don't think of any action that's led by the Holy Spirit to be in vain. Next verse. But even after we had suffered, this is a key point, but even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated in Philippia, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. That means you have to know that whoever's processing you, okay, that they had to suffer there is no coming into the kingdom and coming to the glory without experiencing it. Look at it. You get called. What's the next spot? Suffer. That means you have to learn how this works, right? But even your leaders, the people who are called to you, had to what? Suffer before and be spitefully treated. But as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. That means they knew that they were approved. That means even in the conflict and all the suffering, they stayed bold to what God instructed them to do. Because we walk by the Spirit. The Spirit could ask you to do something in a demonstration to show His gospel, and you're thinking, I, I better not do that. But you know, because they're going to persecute me, but you better what? Do it. But that's how you know you've become a carrier, a steward of His glory, because you're still going to do what? Do it. Regardless of the conflict. Regardless of... God's trying to get the falling away to get you guys to prepare how to be a steward of this. Not just to live in the kingdom, but now to also be in the glory. Because in the glory, talk about persecution. Paul was already glorified and, and helping develop. He was an apostle of Christ and he was already moving the people along. But that doesn't mean he still didn't suffer. He still didn't persecute. And he did things that God told him to do to meet up and match up with the people. So every assignment's different. We come in here, sometimes we compare ourselves to each other. Don't. Every assignment is different. Every counseling is different. Everybody's situation's different. 
All we are supposed to be is encouragers and knowing, hey, I got my falling away too. And I just want people to love me and know that I'm not blameless. Because when you start defending yourself, that means you don't know you're not blameless. You start defending yourself and that's where you're at. All right. Praise God. I want to read one little thing to you and then we're all done. There'll be no other verses. (coughs) Pursuing holiness. This is what I'm going to recommend you as you walk away for tonight. Get your mindset to pursue holiness. Pursue holiness. You're already what? If you worship him and come before him, you are blameless. You are whole. He wants to integrate with him. He doesn't want the glory around you. He wants it in you, around you. He wants you walking in his glory. All right. It is true that we are fully and completely sanctified, made holy in Jesus Christ. That means we've got to go through the sanctified process. We've got to enter the kingdom. It is equally true that God calls us to work out that sanctification in a way that we live our lives. That doesn't mean go live your life. You're going to live your lives good to the world, but you got to live your lives pleasing to him. That's a sanctified mind doing what he shows you to do every day. Can you walk in the cloud and not know where you're going every day? Right. That's a sanctified mind. It is working. I love this. It is in the way we live our lives. It is working out practically what God has already worked into us. That means, practically means practice. So what we learn in here, we have to step out and now we have to do what? Practice. If you're in the spots class and you learned you're not supposed to complain, what do you have to practice out that door? Not complaining because it's getting you into the next level of what? Holiness. But you're already blameless because you're, you're going before him. Okay, whatever instruction you get, don't, your season is not buying any clothes. She had to step out these doors and she actually had to what? Do it. Every day she's got to face, I could buy this, I could do this. But she is practicing what God has already worked into us because Christ Jesus is in us. That means we could be on that top row and that little man has everything already in you. Now the falling away, every falling away has to come. So, and how do you do that? By practicing. You got to pursue holiness. You got to receive instruction. Now you've got to practice it. And you've got to see what is he, what is going to happen? Because you know, it's going to be for all your good. He does everything for all your good. What God has already worked in. Thessalonians, I like pursuing holiness means living a life worthy of God. By the power of the Holy Spirit, none of this can happen without the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, how do you generate your spirit? You come before God and you worship him with your lips. You raise up your arms. You get that spirit generated. The moment that starts generating, it's pushing the falling away to happen. How do you know the falling away is happening? You've got something to whine to me about. I need to talk to Lee. I need to talk to Lee. I need to talk to Lee. I'm like, they are worshiping. If you weren't worshiping, if you weren't growing, nothing would be happening. You'd be speaking every day. I have a great day. I had a great day. Yes, even in the trial, it's still a great day. That's what we teach you. Because he is getting you somewhere and you must be really practicing and you are allowing the Holy Spirit to do its work. 
Because you must remember, you are not just called into his kingdom. You're called to be a glorified son and daughter of God. So, conduct your life so that it reflects what God is trying to teach you in this season. Walk your life. Worship him. Be blameless. Be holy. That means what? Sanctify. Sanctification is God's will for your life. Start, if God tells you, back away from the bus. Don't go do this. Don't go do that. Practice it. Be holy. You have to practice what he teaches you by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit might even have you do an activity in your home to show you and teach you. He is our teacher. He is to help us to develop the kingdom mindset. All right. So, I mean, I'm telling you when I heard him, give away all your jewelry. You had got to be kidding. I heard it so clear. I ignored it. I walk in the store. Some prophet comes up to me. She looks at, she grabs my arm. She looks at my watch. You know, jewelry holds matter. That might not be God. I was like this. She didn't give me the same words God gave me, but she sure confirmed I need to get rid of my jewelry, right? Because I didn't have to ask God what was in the jewelry. That wasn't, see, I would ask and I'd be asking the wrong question. I had to do the instruction. Once I did the instruction, he revealed what was in the jewelry. He didn't give it to me before. See, remember, in the kingdom, we are learning to be obedient by the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit helping you? If God has already given you a cloud of witness around you for the time of your falling away, it's because the infiltration of the glory cloud in your soul isn't completely there yet. You still need, you still need your cloud of people to help move with you through your healings and your deliverance so that you can be a cloud for somebody else. We have to learn to live in holiness. And that means for God has called you to it. You can't say that's not for me. That's for them. That's not for me. It's for you. Because remember, we're in the kingdom. But how many people want to live in the glory? To live in the glory is holiness and a blameless. But to be called into the kingdom and worship him, you are blameless. Isn't this beautiful? I feel like I'm repeating it because I had to repeat it to realize, oh my God, if I mess up tomorrow, I'm still blameless before him because I'm going to, I'm going to go through a falling away. I'm going to go through a suffer, but yet the suffering doesn't have to be so painful if I just do it and learn what is the Holy Spirit trying to teach me and don't have to know the answers all the time. Take it one day at a time. That's how you live in holiness. Take one day at a time. Submit it to the Holy Spirit. Let him teach you. So submitting, I love it. Peace is chief. You, peace is the key. You can hear an instruction and think it's totally crazy, but you know you got to do it. Peace is, that is peace. Peace is not what you think. Peace is, peace is the settled feeling that you know I've got to do this. Come on. Even giving a testimony, how many knew? They knew I had to give the testimony. Had to give the testimony. Because why? The testimony isn't for you. The testimony is for the people. But guess what? Once you do it, you, a falling away, happened right there. That's why I'm so proud of Yolanda when she gave her testimony. God said, give this testimony. She didn't know why. I was like, I know why. There's going to be a good falling away on this one. And look how the whole room fell down. Do you get what I'm saying? She doesn't even know what God was doing. She just did the instruction and God started working something. And we don't have to even know what it is. It doesn't make a difference. It's to know that our God is so great 
that he is working with us. We really do. This is a dressing room to get out of the church, to come into the kingdom. And see, it's not just kingdom and kingdom and glory. It's kingdom and the glory. So we're all in the kingdom. We're all working to be in the glory. So I just praise God. That is the message for tonight. Hey, think about what are you practicing right now? (laughs) You have to, excuse me. You have to practice what he is giving you. All right. I did want to say, oh, I forgot to, I did want to say this. Holiness, which we talked about. Fidelity, which is faithfulness and obedience. And that means staying faithful to your marriage in Christ. And then making it through the suffering. There's three elements we cover tonight. All right. So I thank God for what? Protecting me from what I thought I wanted and blessing me with what I didn't know I needed. All right. So let's just pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you so much. I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for giving us the understanding as we walk out the knowledge of you, Lord Jesus, and you give us the understanding so that we can walk worthy of the call. Lord, I thank you for each and every saint sitting here because the kingdom of God, the kingdom of his glory is for all of the saints. Lord, I thank you for each and every one as we encourage them and they encourage us to continue walking out our call to receive the love of God and to be changed by him, Lord, and to walk in the stewardship in the lot and portion which you've called each of us to do. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to be reapers of a harvest of all your sowing. Lord, we look forward to the day when we all can commune in heaven and we can be walking in the glory without process. We'll be walking in the glory in your fullness and enjoying what you died for. So I, Lord, I thank you for dying so that we can be reconciled back to the Father. And we thank you, Father, for every good and awesome gift in which you want to give us. Lord, I thank you for the understanding of knowing what a blameless heart is. So work our hearts so we know that our hearts are upright towards you because your word says that you will do nothing to hurt those who are upright in heart. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify your name. Lord, we lift up and exalt all the goodness and all the remembrance of things that you have done for the people of God. Lord, we thank you for making the path and the way. And we thank you, Lord, for this time, and we thank you for the Kingdom Life Ministries, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit, and we thank you for Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.